0: hi guys welcome back today 10 points in 10 minutes with Nisha Modi hello everyone welcome so happy to be here here are my 10 points in 10 minutes things that I would tell my younger self and for all of you too So the first point I have is to start small. I get overwhelmed really easily and then I just stop. Um, and it's really easily, easy to get overwhelmed by a project or a new venture. So start small. Sometimes we don't want to take action because we want perfection, um, but it doesn't need to be perfect. We just need to start. And it doesn't even need to work out necessarily. Starting small will help you get to the next step, even if the next step is deciding that you don't really want to do that thing anymore. It's okay. Sometimes we feel like we need to be inspired to act but it's actually more that we can act and then feel inspired to do the next thing. My second um, point is your body wants to protect you. We often feel, um, you know, our heart racing or we feel frozen and we think we need to escape these feelings that our bodies give us. But that's not true at all. When our heart is racing or we we shut down, our body's actually reacting to stressors that we've had or traumas we've had in our lives earlier. So it is protecting you, telling you that maybe you need to escape a situation. Maybe you need to hide. So instead of trying to escape what it's telling you to do, honor what it's saying, being mindful of how you respond to certain people, places and things. Be aware, your body is giving you information and it's just information that you can take, be more aware of and modify your behavior because you have that awareness. Um, And going along with that, Um, My third point is to feel your feelings. I know some feelings really suck. It doesn't feel good to be sad. It doesn't feel good to feel grief. It doesn't feel good to feel scared. But avoiding your feelings only makes them bubble up and explode later on. Um, By allowing your feelings, even if you do it very little, like titrate them, you are accepting your body's physical sensations. And it's also believing what your body has to tell you. And believing what your body has to tell you is a way to develop trust with yourself. Feelings are simply waves that we experiencing, um, experience and by allowing them to flow, self-trust will blossom. So my fourth point is about boundaries. Boundaries is a big topic. I'm seeing that a lot in a different. A lot of different wellness spaces and sometimes people think that boundaries are barriers they're walls that we put put between ourselves and others but they are not barriers boundaries are openings so creating boundaries actually allows space for you to create new types of relationship dynamics and possibilities boundaries um, is the space that you need in order to actually have a relationship with someone else they honor your energy and they honor your capacity by allowing you to process your emotions that you may have been avoiding by having a closer relationship with someone that was actually harming you. And once again, just like I said, with my previous point, this just helps you trust what your needs are. Um, my fifth point is you don't have to monetize all of your ideas. This is something that I battle myself with all the time. I think of an idea and I'm like, oh, how can I make money off of that? You know, Or what can I do with this idea? Um, and new ideas can be really exciting. And you might feel that pressure to make money off of them, especially while we live in capitalism. It's like, okay, how can I make this into a product, right? But you don't have to do something with all your ideas. I know this might sound radical, but you can actually just... Have ideas in your headspace and just simply have them as ideas or share them with other people and just talk about them. It isn't necessary to always act upon them. Sixth point, self-acceptance is everything. The world wants us to think that we are not enough as we are and that we need some type of product or a strategy or mindset to fix us, but we are not broken, we are not unworthy. Um, by accepting yourself, you are more authentic as you are, and you can step into beautiful versions of yourself. This really helps you shift, shift out of a mindset of feeling scarcity, like there's always something more to get. And instead, when you know that there, you are enough, everything else is just a bonus. It's just abundance. My seventh point is about people-pleasing. People-pleasing is something that I have struggled with my whole life, and I've done a lot of work, inner work, in order to address it. Um, But people-pleasing is, in so many ways, is self-betrayal. When you say yes, when you really mean no, just because you're trying to be nice, you're actually betraying your needs, your desires, and therefore yourself. And when you betray yourself, you start to think that your needs don't matter anymore, and the more you condition yourself to do this, you'll convince, you, convince yourself that you don't even have needs at all. And this is purely an act of self-betrayal. Um, My eighth point is about breaking generational cycles. You can break generational cycles. So intergenerational trauma is another term I've been hearing going around a lot. And this occurs when um, personal and historical traumas are passed down from our previous ancestors, not just our grandparents, but their parents and their parents. And even across their community, it doesn't even have to be like up in your bloodline, but it could be in your community because we all affect each other. We are all interdependent. Um, And these traumas oftentimes, not everyone is able to address them in their lifetime Uh, and when you become aware of the ways that you have been harmed by these traumas and how you might be reproducing the effects of them you can start to heal and break these cycles of trauma for yourself and for future generations my ninth point is when something feels urgent question it so we live in this culture of urgency. We have to do this and we have to do the next thing. But it really makes me think a lot about if what we think we have to do really needs to be done. Is that task or project you're working on really that urgent? How can slowing down actually add to the integrity or quality of your work? How can, um, how can you have a better relationship with what you're doing by acknowledging the process instead of just focusing on the product? So really try to question where this urgency might be coming from. Is it because an authority is telling you to do so? Is it because there is an actual life or death situation? Is it because you will feel shame if you don't finish something on time? Really question that and let yourself slow down and allow yourself some compassion and some grace. And number 10, my last point is that rest is revolutionary. Capitalism, once again, says that we have to produce in order to have value. But this is not true. You are inherently worthy. There is no price for you. Um, No matter what you do or no matter how much money you make, we all have value and we all have worth. Um, So just think about it. You know, this even feeling like, um, you know, we can't rest makes us constantly compete against each other instead of working with each other or encouraging each other to rest or take a break for our own physical and mental health. Um, And by resting, not only are you allowing your body to receive what it needs to regenerate, receive what it needs to maybe create new ideas, give yourself that rest in order to um, be able to, you know, get along better with others, maybe not be as reactive with other people, create and nurture your relationships. And by doing that, you truly, truly are being revolutionary. So those are my 10 points. Thank you so much for having me and for listening. And I hope that you found some value from this. Nisha, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful summary of thoughts. Thank you so much. And you guys out there, look after yourself, stay strong. And this was pure gold from Nisha Modi. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.